Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Get Rich Slow Club podcast is a collaboration between Tash Etchman from Tash Invest and Anna Christina from Perla. The Get Rich Slow Club acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land we record on. From coast to coast, across land, waters and communities, we pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. Any advice is general and does not consider your financial situation, needs or objectives. So consider whether it's appropriate for you. Welcome to the Get Rich Slow Club podcast, where we take you from beginner to confident investor, where we can teach you everything you need to know about investing. So come get rich slow with us. Today, we were joined by Trenna Probert, CEO of Super Fierce. It's an episode you don't want to miss. We cover why you should care about super, different ways to increase your super and why, along with some shocking stats. Trenna is a tireless innovator and experienced entrepreneur after starting multiple businesses, including one exit. She's passionate about people and fluent in finance after nearly three decades working in financial services. Trenna is fiercely determined to empower Australians to age with dignity and women to control their financial futures. Vivacious, bright, and intense, Trenna left her last corporate gig as head of strategy for Macquarie Bank to focus on building social enterprises, which will bring her vision to life. We are so excited to have Trenna on the show, but before we get started, let's go into our weekly money win and money loss. Anna, do you have one for us? Mine's a, a food one again. Surprise, surprise. I just bought an Instapot on, um, during Amazon Prime Week. I did check that I got an a Instant Pot. Di- what is an Instant Pot? Oh, it's, it's like this pressure cooker and slow cooker um. and an air fryer all in one. I've been wanting one for ages because you throw everything in and then you don't have to worry about it. And I can go and work and then come back and dinner's ready. Yay. <laughs> Amazing. An air fryer as well in a slow cooker, in a pressure cooker. That's incredible. Yeah, it, it sounds ridiculous, but it's good. Um, we've only made two things in it, which is we did some air frying of fries and we made a stew and um, it was very quick to do. Everyone ate it except the toddler because, you know, food is weird with kids, but mm-hmm. it made life easier. Amazing. Well, Anna, I'm here to let you know that I did that a couple of months ago. Lifesaver. Absolute oh, you have lifesaver. one too. Yes, the best, the absolute best. What did you make? We've made all sorts of different things. I like the fact that you can sort of brown and then roast a whole chicken in there and steam veggies. You can, um, you know, the other day one of my team was visiting and they even put in a frozen lasagna in there to just heat what? that up and that wow. was great. Like it feels like the there are infinite possibilities. The only thing that hasn't worked is I really got it because I was hoping that the men in my household would start contributing to some of the meal prep and cooking, but dun, dun, dun. so if somebody can sort that out, I'll be stoked. Oh, my partner is more excited than I am. I'm just excited that it saves time. So wherever you can save time, you're winning, right? Yeah. And you've got a toddler. So your toddler's excited because there are fries. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Trina, what's your, what's your weekly winner or loss of the week? Yeah. Look, I'm not sure if mine's a win or a loss, to be honest, because it's actually quite a, it was a 
pretty big money spend, to be honest, but we moved states and house uh, close to four or five months ago. And I've actually been either sleeping on the couch or on a mattress on the floor for that whole time. So the middle of last week, I was like, damn it, I'm done. I'm going online. And so I ordered a bed and a mattress, but I got the bed reduced um, as a linen lovers at Adairs in the sales. Not no, not a sponsored post by Adairs, just to be clear. And, um, but you know, so that was, that was, I got it half price from what it was. And then, but I was horrified by the cost of the mattresses. And I know everybody says you should invest in a good mattress, but oh my goodness, horrible. So I then went on to another site that was a lot cheaper and I got one for $300 delivered. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Half price and then 300. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Now I haven't got it yet. I haven't lain on it yet. So I don't know whether that was a win or a loss, to be honest. We'll see. But Hopefully I figure any yeah, well I figure anything's better than sleeping on a blow up mattress or the couch. Yeah, I'm impressed you've done that for four to five months already. So you'll probably love the mattress just because it's a mattress. Yeah, but you know what I do, do you know what I do like though about sleeping on the couch and blow up mattress and so on? You kind of feel like you're having a mini camping adventure all the time. <laughs> mm, a big sleepover. Yeah. I feel like as long as you have a good pillow, it doesn't matter where I sleep. I need a good pillow is is the key for me. Yeah. And I mean, as Tash knows, I take my fluffy slippers with me everywhere, even to work. So, um, you know, if I feel like life's a bit of a pajama party, I'm a happy woman. <laughs> um, My win of the week, I just moved to Bondi. Well, I'm going to be here for the next two months, which is pretty exciting. But the coffee shop down the road is only $4.30 for a mocha, which is crazy because in Perth, I feel like a mocha is like $6. So I'm very excited. What? Money win there. Yeah. I think coffee is very expensive when you get it out as well. Yeah. That's pretty horrifying. $6. Are you kidding me? It is a long Perth, way away. No, maybe that's yeah. maybe that's how they justify it. The transport. <laughs> I feel like food in Perth is a little bit more expensive in general. And as soon as you start getting mockers and other things as well, it gets more expensive. Even Canberra, I feel like coffees were quite expensive. So I was surprised Sydney, my coffee was $4.30 this morning. And in Bondi, we don't really think of Bondi as, as one of the more affordable parts of Sydney. No, everything else is expensive, but the coffee is fine. Excellent. So for our first question, Super Fierce isn't a bank. It's not a super fund. What exactly is Super Fierce? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so Tash, um, Super Fierce is a social enterprise that's designed to help close the $30 trillion global gender wealth gap. And we started with Super here in Australia because women on average are retiring with 42% less than men. But we're not just for women, we're for everybody because we want everybody to do better. But the key point to know about Super Fierce is that our platform is actually a super advice platform. So what does that mean? It means that we're completely independent, we're unbiased, we're not paid by super funds to recommend anybody. The only thing that we care about is analyzing every single investment option, every single fee in every single super fund, running it through our platform to make sure that we can build advice that puts you in the best super that is particularly right for you. So that's not easy to do. It's not exciting to do, but we think it's tremendously important because on average, we're improving the retirement positions of our customers by around a $125,000. And that's in a matter of minutes, just by making sure that they're in an optimal super portfolio for them. It's so impressive. I feel like you have one of the best elevator pitches I've heard in so long. And I love it so much and all like the stats that come with it, but it's very impressive that a small change can make such a huge impact over the longer term. Well, thanks Tash, because I thought I did a really terrible job then. But no, I love it. <laughs> so that's nice positive and reinforcement for a Tuesday morning. Well, whenever in the week it is, but yeah, look, I mean, as you know, I'm just so passionate about this and it came as a great surprise to me discover that I could get excited about superannuation because uh, snooze fest much, right? But, um, you know, I, you know, I turned 50 last year and I kind of thought by now I'd be working in food or fashion or travel or something exciting would have got out of finance after, you know, 25 years working in financial services. But I can get excited about it because, superannuation is just this huge part of every Australian's existing but potential wealth. Like it's like this sleeping giant in people's lives that that we're ignoring. And, you know, when things are so tough, you know, cost of living's tough, you know, we've got these massive gender pay gaps. There are all of these things that we're confronting. You know, I'm just, I'm excited about how much a positive impact you can have on your personal well-being, how you feel today, but also your future financial well-being by just unlocking the power of something that's just sitting there. 
um, slumbering away. And for a lot of us, you know, a lot of our money is just getting poured down the toilet and I'm just not okay with that. So that's how I get excited about super. You've definitely made me excited about super. I used to be like, oh, yeah, Yay. it's just this thing in the future. But hearing you talk about it, I'm excited about it now. Well, you're, you're all about growing rich slow, right? So what better way to do that than to make yeah. sure that this asset. So can I be boring and just tell you a couple of things about super that you guys might not know? Yes, definitely. Absolutely. I promise it won't be boring. <laughs> I promise it won't be boring. So get a load of this. So superannuation manages $3 trillion of Australians' money. Every year, we pay the fund managers at super funds over $32 billion, that's our money, $32 billion to manage those funds for us. Their job is to help to protect and grow that for our future. Are they doing a great job? Some are doing better than others, and we can talk more about that later, but let's just, we'll whiz past that for a moment. We'll keep it nice for now. But importantly, $32 billion in fees, that's more than all of the teachers in this country earn in a year. That's more than all of the nurses in this country earn in a year. So you'd want to make sure that your money is being used wisely by all of these people because it's an important job to fund our future, but you want to make sure doing as well as our teachers or our nurses. Now, super is legislated to grow faster than the Australian economy, faster than the Australian economy. And by the end of 2024, it will be larger than the entire Australian construction industry. So why do I bang? Yeah, it's huge, right? So why do I bang on about that? It's because it shows the power of that investment asset. It shows the size. It shows how important it is that as a country and as individuals that we're paying attention to our super because it's a huge part of the Australian economy and a huge part of our future financial well-being. Now, if you're 37 or under, not me, but if you're 37 or under, super will be the largest financial asset for most Australians over your lifetime. It's quite phenomenal, right? That's why I talk about it as this invisible wealth. You know, a little hat tip to my friend, Belinda, Fierce Girl Finance, Belinda, who came up with that term, but invisible wealth, right? It's something that is sitting there and growing and it's this tax effective structure. It's an investment that's growing for our future, but we're not paying attention to it. And you both know all too well, it's the small things you do today that compound and deliver great value over time. And when you've got this incredible part of your wealth that's sitting there, that you can just do tiny things now, it's got 20, 30, 40 years to grow for you. And I think the one thing that I'd really love people to to understand, and this is the same in any investment asset class, not just super, but compound or life in general, compounding can be positive or negative. So if you have a negative situation, the longer you leave that, that gap widens, the negative impact compounds as well. So even if it feels like it's just a tiny positive impact today, it's not just building a positive impact, it's decreasing the impact of negative outcomes as well. Some of those stats are just blow me away. I heard in another podcast, Craig, um, who I believe is your partner and co-founder, talk about fees uh, in your lifetime in regards to super being $450,000 that an individual pays. So that's another thing that is kind of associated with super that you don't even see those invisible things. And going back to that compounding effect as someone who's currently on parental leave and not getting a full income, I can see the effect of me not getting money into my super and how that's going to have a run on effect in the future when I retire. And with women retiring with a higher chance of being in poverty, this is something that is super, super scary. So seeing super fierce doing what it's doing is really interesting. And as you talked about these little things that people can do, what are those little things that people can do to actually care about their super? Yeah. So uh, what a great question, Anna. And so many, so many places I'm like, where am I going to go? So <laughs> let, let's know. It's awesome. So, I mean, the first one, it will sound strange, but the logical place to start is you need to give it meaning. So we don't pay attention and act and prioritize and care about things until they have a real meaning to us. And with super, that can be hard because it feels like the benefit of that is so far away. And, you know, behavioral psychology and economics, you know, we talk about this idea of present bias 
and we are wired as humans to be focused on the dreams and demands of today. Tomorrow feels a long way away, let alone retirement. But what I'm trying to explain to people is, you know, super is not a granny's money box to save up for bingos of blue rinse and, and bowls on Sunday, right? It's not. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of is, but it's kind of not, right? So you need to give it meaning. And the way that you can do that is to make a decision about what is the life that you want to lead. And what I can promise you as someone who's a lot closer towards retirement, not that I can imagine I ever retire, but you know what I mean, I'm a lot lot further along in my life journey. What I know is that the way that I feel inside, you know, my dreams, my fears, things that wake me up at night, they're not that different than they were when I was 15, 25, 35, 45. There's different flavors, but there are common human threads. And so that gives me great confidence that by the time, you know, I'm hanging up my stilettos and um, hanging out a little bit more later on in life, that I will still feel very much the same way. And so giving yourself permission to really go, what life do I want to lead? How do I want to feel? Who do I want to experience that with? Where do I want to be? What impact do I want to have? Do I want to spend lots and have a great life or do I want to, you know, leave something for my kids or do I just want to make sure I'm not one of the 38% of Australian women retiring into poverty? And yeah, you do, right? So give it meaning. Uh, And I think that's tremendously important. It is very simple to do tiny things now, though. That means you can kind of pop it away. You don't need to look at it every day. And in fact, you should not be looking at it every day. There are certain times that you should be looking at it and making changes. So what are some of those? So, Anna, you've talked about being out on parental leave. So you could be going to your employer and saying, hey, you know, I feel like it's really important that you're actually paying super on parental leave as well. You could do that. You could be getting financial advice or you could talk to Gemma, our money coach, who's a friggin' legend at all of this stuff about what are the different types of contributions that you could tap into. So when you're um, not earning There are partner contributions that you can tap into. So really understanding all of these different types of contributions is really, really important. And if it's useful uh, and you want to share with uh, with your listeners, we could um, pop together some resources for you that really just unravel what are all of these different types of contributions. Because you have employer contributions, but there are also personal contributions that you can make. So let me share another one that will get young people excited or I get excited about it. So if you don't, I don't know what will, who will. (laughs) So the government once again in its wisdom has come up with a great scheme, but it's tremendously complex, difficult to access, and has got a really terrible name. So they need someone in their branding and marketing department, but that's probably the least of our problems. But you've probably heard a little about, about the first home super savers scheme. Really catchy, right? Took me six months to learn to say it. But the first home super saver scheme is a scheme that the government has created, which enables young people, or you don't have to be young, anyone who has not purchased a property in Australia before can access this scheme. And it's a very tax effective way to start to save your first home deposit in super. Now people go, oh, you know, let me promise you, the earning rate in your super is going to be a more reliable place, particularly when you've got that tax effective environment to accelerate saving for that first home deposit. And there are additional benefits. So you can save as an individual up to $50,000 in voluntary contributions. So contributions that you make yourself into your super, you've got to set it up ahead. So you can't just throw it in and take it out. Like there's some steps to take. But you can save up to $50,000 if you've got somebody else you want to buy a property with, partners, siblings, whatever, then they can do that as well. You do need to know you're going to have to live in that property together for six months afterwards and so on. So there's other complexity, but pop that to the side. But $50,000 you can save in that environment and then take out to help build that first home deposit. And I think that's incredibly exciting, particularly when you consider this. So the other beautiful thing about voluntary contributions is it pulls down your taxable 
income rate. So voluntary contributions are before tax. So that then means you are actually benefiting on the tax side outside of super, which is great for your daily cash flow as well. So if you're thinking, oh, I can't afford to contribute, you know, there is a balancing act there, but that's very appealing as well. So I think that they're all really great reasons. And the one that you probably won't care about, but I care about is that even when you take that $50,000 out of your super, remember that idea of compounding over that time, because you're increasing the size of your investment pool in super over that period, it's actually growing all of your super and that entire amount's compounding. So when you take that 50000 out, you've already had the net benefit of all of that growing. And, you know, I love a double whammy. I love a triple whammy. And so for me, the idea that you've got a tax-effective environment, you're increasing your future super savings for retirement, and you've got benefits outside of super in a tax perspective, you know, for me, that's something that you should all be thinking about. And if you keep an eye on it with us, we've got something coming where we know that we can help you to do that 33% faster. I know that sounds weird, but it doesn't really work out as to it. I guess it's kind of two or three times, two or three years faster than you would on average to actually save that deposit. That's very exciting. I wish I'd known about the super saver scheme. Is that how you say it? First home super saver scheme. I want you to say it really fast. Try say it really fast. First home super saver scheme. Yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wish I'd known about it, but I didn't when I bought. Yeah, I, I did um, because we had something similar in Canada. But the part that I didn't really realize when I was doing it was the compounding effect and being able to take that part as well out, which th- isn't usually communicated when you're looking on the government website and trying to understand and navigate the first home super saver scheme. So it's great that you brought that up because that was a bonus for me to realize because I was trying to reduce my income as, or my taxable income. And I was trying to squirrel money away and save it. I just didn't realize that that additional impact would would be beneficial for the long run, you know, to buy my house. Yeah. And Anna, I'm going to bring back that phrase. I love that phrase, squirrel, squirrel it away. So let's let's bring that back into the vernacular. <laughs> yeah, I, I love squirrels from Canada. I love squirrels too. What part of what part of Canada are you from? Vancouver. Yeah. The I nice used to part. live in Vancouver when I was little. <laughs> oh, yay. Yay. Yeah, I love okay. Vancouver. Hopefully good memories. Uh, beautiful memories. And I was actually on a call with some uh, some people last night about the application of what we're doing in, in other countries. And Canada was one of the ones that we were actually talking about. And I won't be too boring, but a number of years ago, we were doing a trip over in Canada with my kids and so on. And they went off to do some things one day and I decided I would go out around Vancouver and I go to different cafes and work a bit. But I was, I would ask, you know, the waitresses and the waiters about what was going on with their pension scheme and, and what they mm, knew about RRSP. it because I'm always, yeah. So I was always really, I mean, I know that sounds so nerdy, but I'm always just really curious to, to understand what people know and what they're thinking about. Yeah. So Canada's on my, on my mind. Yeah. Similar, but different. Some, some things yeah. I, could, I could talk to you about that for ages. Cause I get passionate about seeing how other countries do it and how, what, what Australia can do better. Right. Which is what you're essentially doing with Super Fierce. Yeah, well, we definitely are catching up for that coffee, tea, Milo, lemonade, whatever we decide to have on when we're in Melbourne. But yeah, I'd love to do that. So, you know, they are some of the things that you can be thinking about. But I think that the most important one, honestly, is remembering that it is your money. Now, because one of the problems with Super, so like my purchase where I'm not sure if it's good or bad, you know, everything has different sides to it. And so one of the great things about the superannuation system in Australia is that the government has decided that, hmm, they're probably not so good at saving for the future. We're going to do it for them. And they're probably right. And so that's a really positive thing. So a lot of us are actually building a, um, you know, a lump sum that's going to really support a safer, happier lifestyle towards the end of life. And it's really important. You don't want to assume that the age pension's going to be there and so on. You know, what does the future look like? We just don't know. And so where I get excited about money and finance and these sorts of things, it is not about building up piles of gold and all of those things. Like I'm just not wired that way. What I care about is giving people choice and money is just a tool 
to have the choice to live life on your own terms and to do it the way that you want. And, you know, I can't think of anything more important, particularly for women, when there are so many things that are taken out of our hands due to biology and also to the the impacts of different societal structures. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, and right now, this is a global problem. So we've got a $30 trillion global gender wealth gap, but the largest contributor to that in every country is the gender retirement gap. So it's 42% here in Australia. Across OECD, it's 29%. But let's send a shout out to all the women in the US where there's a 66% gender 66. retirement gap. Oh, 66%. It's huge. But let's just think about 42%. 42% in Australia. Let's just get angry here for a moment, right? So we live four years longer on average. We spend more time in nursing homes because our blokes are dead by the time it's end of life for us. We've looked after them at home and we then go into nursing homes. We are better economic citizens. We pay back our loans faster, lower default rates. We are more generous. We donate more to charity and we spend so much of our life contributing and caring in so many ways. We control the majority of economic decisions in the household and yet we retire with 42% less. Now, are you ready for another stat? Hold on to your hat for this one or sit down or something. So over our lifetime, the average Australian woman will earn $2 million less, $2 million less than the average Australian man. You know, and nobody can tell me that there's an average man out there who's worth two million bucks more than any of us. Like, that's just crazy, right? And then on top of that, all of the unpaid work that happens on the side as well, right? Like, (laughs) I'm sure you have stats up your sleeve about that too, but it it goes to show you that gap is so huge and it just, in so many different ways, right? from your working life to your retirement. It is. And so, and I'm, I'm not here to grumble about it, right? I'm here to take action. Right? I'm here to take action and to tell you that each and every one of us can take action as well. And that's men as well. You know, and by the way, it's not just a problem for women, right? If you then throw on top of that, if you have a different cultural background, if you're a migrant, if you live in a more remote area, or if you have a disability, then all of these issues are compounded even further. So no offense to all my beautiful white male friends, but if you're a white male, you're born with privilege immediately. And so um, we need everybody on the journey with us to understand how we can fix these problems. And something I'm very passionate about is making sure that we all remember that this isn't about wanting men to have less or to give something up or to be sorry or to pay a price. It's not about that. It's about creating equity. And equity is about recognizing that we all start with different, in different places, we have different experiences, we have access to different opportunities. So it's not about equality where everything is equal. It's about creating a place where there's equity, which is about having equal access to the things that you need or the right things to help you to step ahead. And so um, I have a favorite saying, actually got 90 million favorite sayings, but I guess that means they're not a favorite. Anyway, whatever. At the moment, my favorite one unrelated is a Wednesday Adam one, which is I eat scared for breakfast. 
which is mostly because I'm <laughs> trying to do some stuff at the moment that's pushing me outside my comfort zone. But the one that we talk about a lot is around this idea of a woman holds up half the sky. Now, it's a beautiful Chinese proverb, but I wish someone, maybe I'll set myself the task of finishing the sentence because if you think about that visually and imagine a woman holding up half the sky, everybody talks about that. They only think about the woman part and it's about the loss and the importance of elevating a woman. But the key point here is if we are going to have a woman holding up half the sky, you know, you need somebody else here holding up the other half. And that's why I think it's really important to remember that it's about elevating and removing the inequity, not about dragging men down. We want men on this journey with us. We need them helping us to to fix these problems. And, you know, in super, one of those is, you know, how do you make sure that you take advantage of the different ways that you can access those parental leave contributions now? And there have been some great advancements in that space um, from a working perspective. Now, something I'm hugely passionate about is women will often say to me, oh, there's no point me um, going back to work yet because by the time I pay for childcare, by the time I pay for childcare, I'm not earning enough for it to be worth it. Yeah, I've seen that pop up a lot on social media recently. The whole like, if I pay for it, then I've got nothing left, not considering the household expense or the experience or everything that goes with it. Exactly, Tash. Or the super or the fact that your child is going to, um, you know, learn from other children and people and be more well-rounded. There's so many things that get missed when you're looking just at the number versus this number, you know? That's right. And look, let's be honest. Women can have babies on their own now, but let's look at a traditional environment. And so so can men actually, but let's look at a traditional setup because that's the majority still. Two people have a baby right? Two people have a baby and, you know, every mother knows that you should actually be paid um, danger money on top of everything else for, for being a mother. But two people have a baby. There is an equal contribution and responsibility for that. And so when you're making decisions about this, the cost of childcare is the responsibility of the two people who have had that child. And there must be, there must be a recognition and an understanding that Anna, if you stay home to be the primary carer, it's changing a little bit in this digital world, but not fast enough. We lose pace with our promotions. We lose pace with our professional development. Our networks become disaggregated. You know, that visibility for promotions. And so it's not just the money you're not earning over that period. It's not just the super that you're not earning over that period. It's the corrosion in confidence, it's the corrosion in skills, and it's corrosion in access. And on average, women are coming back to work part-time for five, six years. So that compounds again. So this would be hugely unpopular, probably never going to happen. But, you know, there should be like, there should be a sinking fund for a mother where, you know, don't buy, don't buy people, you know, 90 million onesies that'll be stinky and stained and grown out of in, in three weeks time. Like, you know, contribute to their super or yes. invest I love that. for their future. How good would it be having like a, a QR code at baby showers being like, just pop some money into my super. That'd be so yes. good. Yeah, well, you can. So um, two amazing um, entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs, I love Mel and Amy, the founders of Wedshed have just launched um, Give With Gravy or Gravy Registry. Sorry, girls, if I got the name wrong, but Gravy. And um, and it's an amazing site where you can gift anything to people. It can be time, it can be all sorts of things, and you can indeed gift Super Fierce to people there as well. But popping that oh, to the amazing. side. Yeah, so popping that to the side, you know, we did, we came up with a Super Baby policy at um, Super Fierce recently because we had our first ever Super Fierce baby. Well done, Linda. Little Gabby's gorgeous. Come back to work. No, but uh, so we decided that was the perfect time to put in place a super baby policy. And so, you know, we paid her a, a bonus on top of the, so we're paying her super on the parental leave. But 
We've also got a, um, a system in place as well that if she comes back within a certain period that we're going to pay her another bonus and we keep, yeah. we keep her in touch with what's going on and so on because we want her to feel value. We want her to stay in touch. We don't require her to, but we want her to know that we're thinking of her and keeping her up to speed with what's going on and that there is a place for her when she returns. And that if she does, she gets a bonus because for us, there's value in that. Somebody will return feeling nurtured, valued. She already knows everything about what we do. We don't have to go out and recruit and have those costs and training and all of those things. So we've done that. And then what we also do is we provide, um, we provided her and her partner with some money coaching to work out how they could optimize their, um, super income and tax position going into that period. Now, these are very simple things that organizations could be doing to add value to their employees as they step out on um, parental leave, whether they're a man or a a woman. So if we think about how are we actually going to show that we really care about the people in our businesses, how are we going to make them feel valued? Everybody's talking about churn and the great retirement and, well, no, sorry, the grand resignation or whatever it is. Yeah. Great retirement. Um, that works too. Thank you. Let's well, go quiet, with that. Quiet quitting. Yes, quiet, quiet quitting. quitting. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's where I was trying to go. But if you think about that, you know, there need we need to get more creative And we need to get into the weeds and really think about what's our life? What's our personal life like outside of work? You know, what are our worries? What are our concerns? You know, how do we feel when we're a little bit at sea with things? And then um, I think dig into that humanity, really dig into that Think, you know, instead of platitudes, what can we do to actually create great experiences for the people who work with us so that they feel valued and, and want to remain with us? It's a whole other podcast, wrong podcast. Yeah. Superfair sounds like a great place to work. I'm sure we're a little bit envious hearing all of this stuff. Well, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, we're a startup. Right. We're a social enterprise startup. So working at Super Fierce is fast, furious, and, um, you know, there's never enough money and there's never enough time. But I think it's great because every single person is just so genuinely passionate and excited about the impact that they're having on people's lives. And so last year alone, we've improved the retirement positions of Australians by more than $300 million, $300 million. Wow. Yeah, that's very impressive. And we also, and we donate 10% of our gross revenue to either help marginalised women in Australia or to fund free money coaching for people who come through through our gates, our digital gates, who we see uh, would benefit from additional support as well. And so I love the fact that our team, despite that it's stressful and high-pressured and busy and all those things, the thing that they talk about all the time, the things they celebrate is how much more someone's going to retire with. Or, um, you know, when they spoke to somebody and, you know, they feel better about the future and that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Okay. So now you've made us all very excited about Super. We love it. We care about it. Yay. Um, what things should someone consider when looking to switch Super funds? Is it as easy as switching banks? Um, well, I don't know how easy it is even switching banks, but, um, you know, I guess the, the I same I think it's pretty is, easy now with like UpBank. You can just like sign up in five minutes. It's all digital. You have your card straight away. So sometimes it's pretty easy. Yeah. Okay. So our version of easy is different then. So that's right. That's very convenient. It's simple. For me, easy is actually about how do you make the right decision? And so a bank probably is easier because the, the features are easier to see and so on. Super is complicated. Uh, I'm not here to tell you anything else. Super is genuinely complicated. Uh, it's quite opaque. And so when you're thinking about your superannuation fund, you need to be thinking about how do I find an investment portfolio that is going to deliver me the right balance of exposure to growth and defensive assets over an extended period of time to deliver the best value to me? Now, it's complicated because every super fund has lots of different investment options, lots of different types of fees. And what's good for you, Tash, is not good for me. Like a variable fee for you versus me has a completely different impact because of how far away we are from retirement or how close I am to it by comparison, (laughs) right? And so the reason why we built the platform the way we did is we think that advice is critical. But the thing that's most important is fees. So the Grattan Institute beautifully and succinctly um, stated this a number of years ago. Fees are persistent. Performance is transient. 
So as an investor or as a, a, as a superannuation holder, the only thing you can be certain of is fees. So the first thing you do is you make sure you're not paying too much for a fund, low, low fees. Is there a rough number you can give us for what's like a low fee to look out for and what's a high fee? Yeah. Look, if you're paying over a dollar, I'm not happy. I'm sorry. If you're paying over 1%, I'm not happy. So, um, we want to, we want a really great combination of, um, fees, performance, different investment assets over a range of, um, periods. Now, instead of you having to look out for it though, what you do, you come to our website, put in a little bit of information. And the first part of that is all free. So you'll get this information free. What our platform does is it runs a minimum of 180,000 calculations instantly. It compares more than 2,000 investment options from more than 350 funds on a like-for-like basis. And then it runs, the algorithm runs a query over that based on your personal circumstances. So how old you are, your gender, how much you're earning, how much you've got in super, some basic risk profiling, and it will show you. And it also asks you some questions about what what do you want to be, what's your lifestyle going to look like? Yeah, I think you have that great lifestyle calculator when you retire. It's really handy for people to use. Yeah, so that's right. And so because, again, we want you to think about how much do you actually need? And this can be hard, right? So when you're looking, when you're when you're struggling to make ends meet today and we show you a projection that says you're going to earn, you know, you're going to retire with over a million dollars, people are like, what? No, I'm not. But you are. So and you need to as well. So this lifestyle analysis calculator lets you go, okay, so how much do I want to spend on holidays? And what do I, how am I going to treat myself? And what sort of digs do I want? And how am I getting around? And all those sorts of things. And it's going to show you how much you need to fund that retirement. Total sum when you retire. And then also how much you need every week. And just as a little tip, an extra $50,000 at retirement means an extra $80 of spending money every single week of your retirement. So $50,000 adds up to a lot in that context. And when on average women, we're paying $100,000 in unnecessary fees on our super, just think that that's 160 bucks more that you can spend each week to do whatever you want or to make ends meet. But anyway, so back to what you're going to see. So you're going to see how much you need to afford that lifestyle. You're going to see how much you're on track to retire with and whether that's going to be enough or not, what the gap is or whether you can retire earlier. And then we're also going to show you how much more you could retire with if you were to make a switch into a different super fund and or different investment portfolio. At that point, what our calculator has also done is it's built a legal statement of advice. So this is full financial personal advice for you on your super. And in that statement of advice, The front page is really shiny and simple for those that don't love all the detail, but then there's lots and lots of juicy detail inside, but not typical traditional financial advice. You know, there's shiny colors, good language, you know, and we make it easy to understand, not because you're dumb, but because it can be boring. So we want to make it vibrant and engaging because it's important. But so we don't just show you which super fund we recommend for you. We also build an investment portfolio, a recommended investment portfolio based on what we believe is the best investment strategy for someone of your personal circumstances. So the combination of growth and defensive assets within that fund. And we also give you a recommendation of what adjustment we would recommend when you step into another age group moving forward. We think that that's hugely important because the average bear, so if you think about all of the grunt that's gone into making that comparison, like how is the average person supposed to do that? That's what I was going to ask is where where you get your data from because it's not readily available. And um, as, as someone who works in product and is absolutely fascinated by the way that tech companies work, like where do you get this data from? It seems so challenging for, you know, everyday people, like you said, to go through that to find what the best super fund is for them based on their risk tolerance, based on their age, based on their demographic, all of those things. It's tremendously difficult. Well, it used to be tremendously difficult. Yeah. Now you have super. But now we have super. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. And so the way that we build our IP is it really is a combination of that very esoteric, high-level thinking, um, an ideological perspective, building that out, then going into methodology. And that can be we have a foundation belief that we can't rely on publicly available data. 
So we've gone, okay, we need to build our own databases. And so that's what we do. Now, I'm pretty excited about the arrival of AI and I've got some cool meetings coming up this week because I'm confident that it's going to get easier with some smart partnerships and so on. But, you know, we think that the integrity of the data is absolutely critical because we know that the average bear is not going to go out and go through every single PDS, find the fees, work out the performance, and then how do you actually compare them? How could you do that? I couldn't even do that. I'm just lucky I've got super smart people in our team who do know how to do that. When it comes to super, uh, just in general in the super industry, because obviously you're navigating all of these ins and outs and understanding, what do you think is the biggest issue and what needs to change, if anything? Yeah, look, it's a great question. It's a very deep question, actually. So I would love to start by just saying it may come across sometimes that I'm very critical of the superannuation industry, and that's not actually true. I believe that we have an amazing industry. I think it's tremendously important, but I also think that when you're dealing with um, the financial wellbeing, in particular in retirement, in pension phase, that that's a huge responsibility. Now, all of the people that I know who work in the superannuation industry genuinely care about that. They genuinely want to do well. But the problem that you always have is when you have a large, powerful, very large, very powerful industry, you know, there are so many ways for layers and layers of cost to build up in that. There are layers of opacity. And, you know, I feel that one of the greatest challenges is we've ended up with too many super funds. There has not been sufficient transparency or a requirement to report in a um, conscious and conscionable way about performance and about fees. But the government's pushing with changes on this. So, you know, KPMG thinks that in, I think it's in the next three, four years, could be fake news, don't don't quote me on the date, but in the next few years, that we'll end up down to about 140 super funds. We've already got 350, like 140 still. 350. There's more than 350. <gasps> I didn't realise there were so many. No. And so now, look, does it create jobs? Great. But there are economies of scale. And so what you are seeing, there are lots of great new little super funds that have bubbled up over the last few years, but they struggle to survive. Why do they struggle to survive? Because you need sufficient scale fund, funds under management in order to be able to keep fees down enough because fees do impact ultimately the performance as well, right? And so there is um, a responsibility that you have to. So if you say you're ethical or sustainable, um, that you actually can genuinely deliver on that promise as well. And so for me, I think one of the greatest issues in the super industry is that there are so many funds. It is complicated. They're big, they're cumbersome. And, um, you know, the opacity that comes with that makes it very difficult for consumers to know. Now, we've got the quality of advice review uh, that came out. The government has uh, has said they are adopting 14 of those recommendations as a starting point, and they're really focused on the superannuation industry. Now, other parts of the wealth industry, not so happy, but what's good there, I think, is that they are now creating an opportunity as early as next year where the super funds will be in a position to start to enhance what they're providing in terms of advice to their members and with a real pressure around member engagement. Now, we know that the number one demand from uh, members of super funds is they want free advice. Let's maybe say affordable advice would be more practical, but I get that. And I think that that's really important. So in this country, less than 10% of Australians access traditional financial advice. means 90% of us need some additional support. Education is great, but sometimes we do need, you know, focused advice on particular things. You know, most working Australians um, have super. So that is a great starting point, I think, particularly given that the banks stepped away from wealth for good reasons all those years ago and so on. So the super funds does seem like a sensible place to start. Are they going to do it well? I don't know. Let's see. We hope to be a part of that solution and help them. And if I were to go back to your first question at the beginning of the podcast, Tash, where you asked, what is super fears? So really what we are is we are a platform designed to make appropriate, affordable advice accessible to everybody. 
And we think that that's hugely important. Like my big lofty goal is that every single woman in the world has access to appropriate, affordable advice. And that's what the digital environment enables us to do. And so we, um, at the heart of Superfierce, is what we call a single topic digital advice engine. And what that means is that because we can build that and deliver a statement of advice at a near zero marginal cost, I'm just letting out all the secrets, but because we can do that, it means that instead of requiring someone to go and see some bloke in a shiny, you know, polyester suit in a, in a suburb and talking in language they don't understand. Sorry, guys, don't really mm-hmm. mean it, but just for laughs. <laughs> but, you know, instead of paying three and a half thousand dollars, four thousand dollars, you can come on to our platform and you get a full statement of advice for 50 bucks. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, and we but we can do that because we worked hard at crafting the information, building the queries, the algorithms, so that the platform does all of the work. Now, it reduces some of the risks as well that you have when you're dealing with human advice. It's not the solution for everything. So there will always be instances where traditional financial advice makes sense. Absolutely, because there are complex situations. Yeah, but not everyone can afford $3,500 or $5,000, whatever it is. So financial advice is so important, and and this is a great entry point. Like, Let's make sure people have access at least to the bite-sized pieces of support and advice when they need it. And lo and behold, like a jigsaw puzzle, you know, all of those small pieces build to something. And that's why I'm excited about the future of advice in this country, because I believe that that's the opportunity. You know, you picked up on it immediately, Tash, when we caught up, which is, you know, sure, you've got all these ETFs and all these different investment options, but how do you know what's the right one for you? Not even what's the right one. How do you get the right combination? Yeah, so sometimes advice is important. Um, you've mentioned some really cool resources already, like the Super Fierce Index and your Lifestyle Retirement Calculator as well. To finish off, if there's one takeaway that you want people to remember regarding their super, what is it? Um, act today. Don't don't leave it. Act today. Do it. Yeah. Act act today. There is so much to gain, nothing to lose by getting informed and making sure your super is working hard for you. And, you know, the plug for Super Fierce is for zero dollars and maybe two, three, four, five minutes of your time, you can answer a few questions and you're going to get a really clear and highly accurate snapshot of your super setup. And then if you want advice on how to get into the right portfolio, 50 bucks. And it's super easy to use as I was. Super uh, easy. Super easy. Super to duper. use. Super fierce. Yeah. Yeah. And look, you know, um, we, uh, you know, we're in the second stages of, um, you know, grant submission for the Boosting Female Founders Grant at the moment. And that's about a project to really expand everything that we've built into those next pillars of wealth. And that's what I'm tremendously excited about. So if anybody's got ideas and they want to reach out to me and let me know what you want, what's useful, then I'm I'm all ears and then hopefully we can get to work building it for you. Amazing. This all sounds super exciting. Thank you so much for joining us. That was all very exciting and such a big conversation Thank about you. Super. I loved it. Thanks so much, Trina. Thank you, Tash. Thank you, Anna. Thanks so much for joining us. If you found this episode helpful, please rate us five stars, write a review, or share with a friend. If you're new to investing, make sure to listen to our first 10 episodes. Follow us at Get Rich Slow Club or Tash at Tash Invest or me at Anna Christina. This show was brought to you by Natasha Edgman, who is an authorized representative, 12-99881 of Guideway Financial Services, AFSL 420367 and Perla, who is an authorised representative, 1281540 of Sanlam Private Wealth, AFSL 337927. Knowledge is power, especially when it comes to investing. So make sure you check out our financial services guides and read the product disclosure statement and target market determination for any investments you're considering. See our show notes for more info. 